0: I've already got the headline for you. TCU beats Baylor. Pick your sport. They all count. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us for another live post game of Locked On Baylor. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Baylor lost. I know, shocking. Triple overtime, hell of a game. Uh, But that doesn't really seem to matter when you lose. You know, I kind of hate that. Oh, that was a great game. It was. But you lost, you got a week off. And they lost. That's three straight. Three and three in the Big 12. Um, And I'll say this. I mean, I saw a lot of people writing about the the preview of this game that that TCU needed a signature win to, to, you know, get their tournament stock up. You saw the same thing last week with UT. They needed a win to get that tournament stock up. We're getting pretty darn close to that. I know it says 15 next to Baylor, but what is the signature? What are the signature victories right now? We're six games into the conference season and they have one signature victory. So it's BYU at home. Good win. But not only do you not have signature victories, you have what is going to be considered bad losses. And I know these teams, there are going to be some big 12 teams that don't make the tournament that are better than some other power five teams that do make the tournament. I understand that, but Again, if you had serious ambitions to to win this conference, um, you need to win those games. And as much as I say, and I still believe that the conference champion will have five, probably six losses, That that's out the window for Baylor right now. That is so, so far out the window. Um, simply because I, I look at the schedule and I'm saying, where are the wins? Where are the wins coming from? I know they're not so bad they're going to lose six, seven, eight in a row. I, I know that. But what game upcoming do you feel confident in? The best one of your next six is at UCF? That's, that's no fun. That's That's not even close to guaranteeing a victory. Anyway, I'll talk about this game today uh before we get into the chat. It's gonna be a lot of a chat one. Honestly, guys, I I was really close to not doing a post game today. Um just because I, I do these things right after the game because I I want like the full, the raw emotion of it. And if it's a loss, I, I want to go scorched earth. I don't have that today. Um because it just keeps adding up. I mean Look, it's not as bad as football was, but th- it's kind of the same feeling of just doing the same post-game show over and over. Of we lost. Uh, it's there's no moral. Victories in these. This is not a moral victory program anymore. At least it shouldn't be. Although there are some fans out there that are going to say that about today and say all the great things that that went right. And to me, there, there are some things that went right, but not a ton. I mean, you had another, you know, twenty percent or so. Um, uh, great game. Um, he misses a bunny that would have won the game. Uh, Ray J Dennis, I thought gave you a great game. Um, and then, you know, he's the only point guard. So he's running out of gas at the end of the race. I actually felt really bad for him, um, because he, he left it all out there, but you could see, especially in that third overtime. So we're talking about minute 55. Um, yeah, he plays 50 minutes on the game. That's incredible. Um, he starts getting loose with the ball because he's just, he's dead tired, man. Dead tired. Uh, but Eve gave you a great night. I I still don't know why Scott's taking him out in crunch times of games. We saw it in regulation, and it killed them. Uh, Matt Linnell was on this podcast earlier this week saying the same thing about the Texas game. No idea. No idea why. I'm no coach, I guess, but I am just not seeing the points in the game where he's hurting you or where Josh O is really helping you. Uh, He gave you... 25 points on 10 of 14 from the floor, 25 and nine. I just don't understand why they were taking him out of the game. In the last eight minutes of regulation, they took him out a few times in overtime. It it just, it baffled me. It really baffled me. Um, Jacoby Walter, you look at this, at the stat sheet, two of 12 from the floor. Um, That said, I'm going to shock you guys here. I thought he had a good game. Uh, to go nine of 10 from the line, I thought he played good defense all night. And obviously, one of his two field goals is humongous that sends it to the second overtime. One of the great shots that won't really matter for Baylor. Um, on the other side, I don't, I maybe he's an albatross defensively and I missed it, but why the hell is Jameer Nelson not starting for TCU? I know it's not our problem, but the guy was a bucket, an absolute bucket. He went missing a little bit in the first two overtimes and then had the points down the stretch. He ends up with thirty on the game. I, uh you look at the the stat differences, it's it's really you're you're splitting hairs between these two teams. That's what happens when you go to three overtimes, I guess. But um Baylor ends up with 17 turnovers to TCU's thirteen. A lot of that came towards the tail end, that that third overtime. Um Baylor out rebounded them which must have come a lot in the first half because uh, down the stretch in regulation, when they were blowing that lead, that, that was a, that was a big time difference. Um, they couldn't get rebounds at the clip that they needed to. Um, and what really worried me to be totally honest with you, by the way, TC was plus 21 in bench points because Jameer Nelson was coming off the bench and had 12 steals to Baylor's five. Um, the thing that worried me down the stretch was The want to from TCU was there, and it was not there for Baylor. TCU won that game in the weight room this week. Because the defense for Baylor, I thought, played pretty well for the first 28 minutes of the game, probably. And then that second half, it was back defender down, back defender down, layup, back the defender down, back the defender down, layup. Miss a shot, offensive rebound, back the defender down, layup. When they were coming back in this game, it was not on three point shooting. They made a couple BS shots, which sometimes you got to have in a game like this, but they got layups all game, all, all second half. They were getting layups on Baylor. I, I and the refs, I honestly, I, I will say, I didn't get a lot of looks at, um, I didn't really see the flagrant. In the, the beginning of the third overtime, I was coming back from the bathroom. I had to go back to the bathroom at some point. Um, And we only got one look at the controversial out-of-bounds play, which I think was at the second overtime. But from the one look we got, by the way, Baylor, I, I don't know if it's a Big 12 thing or what, but we got to start showing some more damn replays, man. We're, we're paying good money to be there. Um, That looked like it was off a of TCU. Should have been Baylor ball. I don't even remember what happened after that, to be totally honest with you. And then, again, we only got one replay of it, but that was absolutely 1,010% an offensive foul at the end of that third overtime that should have given Baylor the ball with 2.8 seconds left um, and down one point. Absolutely should have been an offensive foul. I mean, no doubt about it. Didn't lose Baylor the game, but... They should have the ball with 2.8 seconds left. I mean, that's that's inexcusable. That's that's just terrible. That's terrible. All right. Well, we'll go to the comments because they're uh they're already going. Uh pretty good. Ryan says, this team seems lazy with the effort, so frustrating. I still feel like they can turn it around, but they need to do it quickly. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say effort's a huge issue with this team. I I will say they kind of slept walked through. A lot of that second half. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily an effort thing, but um, yeah, I, it's not an effort thing, but they need to get a, they need to get some focus there. And, like I already mentioned specifically with Ray J. Dennis, because you don't really have a backup point guard um that could play in those crunch minutes, they they really ran out of gas. Uh, you could see it with him every time he was touching the ball, and it, it was I felt for him because he left it all out there. Uh, but made some mistakes really, really when he was tired. Samuel says, "Who is the leader on this team?" That's still a good question, and I hate that we're asking that question over and over and over and over again. And January twenty seventh, we're still asking that question. Um, Scott Drew put the game in Ray J Dennis's hands tonight, which he has done before. So that tells me that somewhere in there, he's the leader. But it, it's not, it's not playing out in the game. So. We'll see. Um, And I guess to say the second overtime. Couldn't have said it enough this week about how concerned I am about this coaching staff's ability to, to draw up good plays like they used to really dynamite offensive sets like they used to, because end of the second overtime, 18 seconds left, 18 seconds. That is an eternity. And. One player touches the ball. Ray J. Dennis, who's a good offensive player. I don't know if he's your best offensive player. I don't know if that's your best. Well, I know for certain that's not your best offense, but to just have him touch the the only one touching the ball, run the clock down and, and take a long two. That just can't be it. And that's coming off a timeout. That's coming off a stoppage. Why are they not drawing up a play? Why don't they have a play for it? Because they didn't have one at the end of regulation either, um, and TCU ended up getting the last shot. Where where does this team... No wonder they're losing close games if they don't have sets that they can go to. It's like in football when you have, you know, those great short yardage plays. Okay, you know, what's your best two-point play? This is what you need on the goal line. In the basketball sense, Baylor does not have that. And I'm not sure what it is, because they have good talent. They have shot makers. They're not as good a three-point shooting team as we thought they were going into the conference schedule. I'll, I'll come to that, of course, but I, I just don't understand why they, they can't run sets. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Scotty B, I'm going to be honest. Make at least one technical foul, free throw, or two, and we win the game in regulation. Yeah, that was a big moment. That was a big moment. This is four home games for the men's team at the foster four times. The opposing coach has gotten a technical foul. So I guess credit the crowd to that. I, I have to imagine that feeds into it a little bit, but they had five points on offer in that, in that technical, which was under 10 minutes left. It was a chance to extend. Um, I think it had gone down to five at that point. Um, and they didn't, they didn't get any, they missed both free throws and they didn't get a good look. So, uh, yeah, that that was a pivotal moment in the game. Um, of course, we had you know twenty five almost minutes of basketball after that. But yeah, that was um, oh the great Matt Mosley is calling me. I'm gonna have to turn that one down. Sorry, Matt. Um, yeah, that that was that was tough. That was tough. Baylor had chances to win the game after that. They they played a little bit better offensively in the last eight minutes than they did against Texas. By that I mean they got more than a field goal and they. And they got good looks. They they played a decent offense after that, but it wasn't enough. They gave up too many layups. Uh, Will, if I see O back on the court during crunch time one more time this season, I think I might give up. He showed multiple times today that he's not capable of rebounding or simply defending right now. It's kind of been like one step forward, two steps back for O this season. Um, I thought he opened the conference schedule pretty well, but um, yeah, that's... Uh, It's tough for me to argue that, and it gets. Some people think the point is moot because Eve Misi missed that bunny. I think at the end of overtime, um, they could have won them the game, yeah, because it was before they fouled. It went to three points, then Jacoby hit the three. But there was a play with a minute and a half in regulation where Josh O was out there, where he short armed a a a hook shot of basically a finger roll. Look at the basket, um. He just, I don't see it. I just don't think he gives you much at the end of games, whereas every time Eve Meese is out there, he's a positive for you. Ryan says, girlfriend in Baylor broke my heart. Man, I'm sorry. I wish I could help you on that one. Um, I actually was with my girlfriend at the game today. She never likes going to these games. She just doesn't like sports. It's not a Baylor thing. Um, She had a fun time. So that made one of us. Scotty B officiating was questionable both ways. It was a clear shove by TCU on the last offensive possession. I'm sure Scott Drew will send that play into the big 12 because you can even up to 10 plays you can send uh, to the big 12. Got to, I mean that again, I I don't want to sit here and point to, there was, there was plenty of mistakes that Baylor made that, that they lost that game with, but that was egregious. That, that was terrible. Um, That, that absolutely should have been an offensive foul and Baylor should have got a shot at it. Um, that stinks. That stinks. Uh, Austin says heartbroken after that call and others, but serious question box score wise. I don't think it would be unfair to say TCU outplayed Baylor for most of the game. If that's the case, what went wrong? Um, yeah, I I don't, I don't think that's unfair. I mean, I, I would say probably the majority of the game ends up going towards Baylor because, They played, I thought, really well closing out that first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half. But when it mattered, yes, TCU outplayed Baylor. Absolutely. Um, So I I don't think that's unfair to say. Um, And yeah, I I went through the box score a little bit uh, a few minutes ago, which is probably when you typed this, so sorry about that. But um, nothing that was like, oh, that's where Baylor lost the game right there. But there were little moments in this game that you don't see on the box score that they absolutely lost it. So. Bear the truth. There are no gimme wins on the schedule, and I don't think there should be an expectation as they're simply incapable of being consistent when the game is on the line in the Big 12 every game. Yeah, this team, um, there's a lot of question marks and crunch time um, on both ends, but I think specifically over the three games here that they've lost in a row, it's been on the offensive end. Um, not as much the case tonight, but absolutely still, I, I don't know... I think Scott was talking about after the Kansas state loss that they were still five and three and, or, or yeah, after that five and three in close games, it must've been after Texas then because one of their losses was not a close game. Um, but I, battle tested, whatever. I mean, if you don't win close games, what's the point of being battle tested kind of thing? Um, anyway, Will why is Ray J taking clutch jumpers? Every time we have an end of game and OT possession, he is the one that loves to dribbles and just jacks up a shot. That needs to be Jacoby or Love. I agree. I agree. And, I, and I'm going to stick by this. I thought Ray J had a, a real good game. Um, he was incredible in the first half. Just super efficient. And I still thought he was efficient tonight. But when he ran out of gas, so did this offense. And he started throwing it around a little bit. Again, I, I feel for him on that one. He, he did leave it all out there. But you've got shot makers on this team. And you listed two right there. Jacoby Walter and Langston Love. I know it was not Jacoby's best shooting night. Uh, he hit the big one that battered um, and kept getting to the foul line. I, I don't care if he hits a game-winning two or he hits two game-winning free throws. It's like the money ball thing. If it's a single or a walk, I don't care. And Jacoby has been consistent in getting into the line. And so was Langston Love, by the way, because he gets to the hole. Um, so, yeah, I'd prefer those guys to shoot. But at the end of the day, Will, what I'm really looking for is a set. I am looking for a design play and they just don't have those, I guess. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Herzog's talking about Eve Misi here. I think he might've hurt his hand at some point. Broadcasters are talking about it at one point. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't see it. Um, I was in the arena, so I didn't obviously get the broadcast. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was it. Maybe that's why Joshua was out there a little bit more. Um, although they were still playing Misi plenty. Um, in, in the overtimes, so I don't know. Um, don't know about that one. I, I really hope, really hope that that's not the case. Hope he's not hurt because I thought he gave you a good game. Boston Straw, who commented on the Celtics hat today, thank you for that, Boston. Just a disheartening game. We just keep having losses in games that feel like we should have won. That's the only analysis I care to make tonight. That'd I mean, be basically the same thing, too, with me, man. That's like it's nothing new to say. I mean, this was a game Baylor should have won. They did not, they didn't get dominated in anything really outside of bench points, but Jameer Nelson, Jameer Nelson played starter minutes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, Scotty B what's crazy is we only missed two free throws combined in the three overtimes. Yeah, that hasn't really been a problem the last two games. I mean, the Jalen Bridges to miss free throws in regulation. Yeah. I mean, that's that looms large, but, uh, they hit big free throws, including Jacoby Walter, who wasn't hitting shots from the field and Jaden Nunn hit two free throws in that overtime. So yeah, Matt Rogers, shouldn't have gone to OT. You're absolutely right, Matt. I'm wondering if you're the coach who coaches a football team that's plays right by my house. I don't know, because uh, I know he's a Baylor alum. Um, yeah, shouldn't have gone to overtime. Plain and simple, plain and simple. Baylor let that thing slip through its fingers. I tweeted it out. They were up 10 at the under 12. And then up eight. At the under eights, so they lose that media timeout, but they're still feeling good. Two and a half minutes later, it was a one-point game. So yeah, they lost that thing in regulation. Austin says, I think this team really is close to being great, but close obviously just isn't good enough, especially in this conference. Yeah, great way to put it. Not to be in an any given night disciple, but it's one too many losses. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Because th- that's why, to link it to other teams, that's why I was shocked when I read this week that TCU really needs a win to look like a tournament team. And I know they've lost some games before, um, but I think that's a good basketball team over there. On paper, Baylor should be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. No excuse for that. Um, but that's a good basketball team. That's a that's a darn good coach. Um, but that's what this league is. And that's why I think we're not far from that discussion. We had Patrick and a couple other people talking about the last post game. When does Baylor become that desperate team? You know, Baylor sucks against desperate teams. When do they become that desperate? It's gotta be coming up. Again, one signature win. You've got to get desperate here. You have gotta be that desperate team that nobody wants to play against. Sorry, going through here. Some other comments that I had already talked about. Ryan, yep, our end of game offense is trash. To be brutally honest, yeah, it's bad. It's it's just bad. Um, Will agreeing with me here. Ray J had a very good game, except for the turnovers at the end. But he doesn't need to be the guy taking the shot every single time. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, I there's just there's too much other potential on this team. Again, Jacoby and Langston are shot makers. Jalen Bridges at times is a shot maker. You saw that at the end of the Texas game. And where they were most effective is. Eve Messi. I mean, that's simple. They could not guard him. They couldn't guard him for really the whole of the game. His offense slowed down because he was on the bench in the second half for some reason. Uh, but they couldn't guard him the whole night, and Baylor was getting great looks in the paint. Chuck says losers always find a way to lose. Yeah, I think that's temporary for this team. I, I think there is a run still left in them of winning games, but to be honest with you, Chuck, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. I can't look at the schedule and say these are these are going to be um, like the games that, that Baylor should win, let alone will win. So um, yeah, and they're finding ways to lose right now, unfortunately. Ryan says, if we lose at UCF, are you going to be concerned the season gets away from this team? Yes. Yes. And that's no gimme to go into Orlando and win. But at that point, you're talking about four straight losses in the Big 12 with, again, one signature victory. And what works against you, even though I think UCF's a pretty decent team, uh, we've seen the teams they've beaten so far. Uh, they won in Austin. They beat Kansas. Um, Kansas, who lost again today, by the way. Um, but even if you win that game, I don't know if the committee even looks at that as a as a signature win. I don't even know if it's quad one win. I guess it probably is, because they're in the Big 12 and the teams that they've beaten. But yeah, man, I mean, if you lose that game or you God forbid if you lose two in a row here you are talking about your NCAA tournament life this is a team that was top ten last week but yes you you have to start talking about that I hope it doesn't come to that and my my hope against all hope is that it it will not come to that but um Otis Russell, man, Scott True lost us the game. Josh O needs to stay off the floor late. No reason Eve shouldn't be out there. Otis, I appreciate you tuning in, but I think you just tuned in. Yeah, we've we've talked about that a few times, but he's right. Um, I I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, Eve was, and it's not like, it's not like you can just back him down every time. He's a, he's a pretty damn good defender too, man. So I don't get it. I, I, I just don't and I'm trying to look at the schedule ahead and see where these wins are but oh I lost the stat cast all right let me look up the schedule here I know the next game Baylor basketball schedule uh because after that I think it's Oklahoma if I'm not mistaken uh no but it is not good um at UCF Wednesday Saturday at home against Iowa state, boy, we are going to need a home court advantage in the worst kind of way. And then at home against tech on a Tuesday night and then at Allen Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. So at UCF, then at home against number 23, that's going to skyrocket after beating Kansas um, at home against tech, who had a awesome victory today at Oklahoma, um, they're number 20 and then Kansas, although they lost, that'll be a top 15 team. And then at home at OU. So I'm looking at five straight games where I don't know if Baylor's going to be the favorite. I mean, if they beat Iowa State, I guess they'll be the favorite at home against Tech. But then you got to go to West Virginia after those five games. So you think, you know, (laughs) beginning of the season, like that was it. That was your landing spot. Nope. It ain't right now. It ain't right now. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I just, I can't see games in this conference and be like, yep, that's the winner. And not to go just totally the rest of the schedule here, but after that West Virginia game, you travel to BYU um, on a weeknight. That's gonna suck. Uh, Home against Houston and then at TCU. So I I just, mm, I don't know. I just don't know. Matt and DC, good roster, no leaders. That seems to be the case right now. Um, and that doesn't mean these kids don't have good character. It doesn't mean they're good kids. They're not good kids. Um, but we're still waiting for an alpha. We are still waiting for an alpha. Ryan says not to live in the past, but this coaching staff, Drew specifically, are they missing Coach Tang? I talked about that on the show this week. I, I think the one thing that was glaring, or has been glaring, in the two years since the the season and a half since Coach Tang left is the thing that sunk them today. Again, I hate to beat this dead horse, but they were so, and I will talk about this next week too, they were so great for years and years and years coming out of timeouts. And when the coaches had a chance to run a play on the clipboard, they don't have that. They're just going off vibes a lot of the time. I mean, they have an offense that they roll and they play it pretty well, but they don't have that gotta have it play. Will, I know you just talked about this a few days ago, but that 21 team was so, so, so good at not taking their foot off the opponent's necks. Same with that 22 team. Haven't seen that mentality since. He's absolutely right. For those of you who didn't uh, tune in on that show this week, in some ways, it's unfair. Overall, it's unfair to compare these teams to the 2021 team because that was so much better than the competition. They were maybe the best team of this century. but. I don't think it's unfair to point at some of the things they did right, and this Baylor team can't figure out at all. And that's one thing: the killer instinct. Yep, and and that team offensively just had shot makers at the end of games. And you know, I mean, teams teams weren't even getting close. I, w- I know you remember this, Will, but teams weren't even getting close, man. That's why they they won like every game by eight plus points. Teams couldn't go on runs against them because were just had answers. And this team and last year's team, you can go on runs against them. were used to be the run team, but teams go on runs against them because they're not as strong as those teams were defensively, especially the 22 team. And they don't have the alpha shot makers down at the other end. Um, Yeah, and we're kind of just repeating the things in the comments. Appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to have more of a breakdown for Monday's show, of course. Um, Although, yeah, I mean, there's some analysis. But again, uh, when you look at the box score, I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, I'll go back to whatever. Why not? I'll take this last comment here from Colin. Tried to disrespect the game, trying to flop. They deserve to lose. Play in traffic, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll give you this, Colin, who I'm assuming is not a Baylor fan. Um, I'll give you this. They they did sell some calls a little bit. Uh, but I will say about both is and, and the I should say the two I'm referring to, that offensive foul at the end of the third overtime, at the beginning of the third overtime, the play that I only saw one replay of, um, where Jacoby gets hit in the face and definitely sells it a little bit. But for both of those plays. There was contact for a foul. Did Baylor flop? Yeah. Looks like it. Again, I only saw one replay of each. Um, and Colin, when I say go play in traffic, trust me, that's me being jealous. I want to play in traffic too. Um, I don't think that's why they deserve to lose the game, but hey, maybe that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> took the bait there. Monday, we'll have more. Thank you again for tuning in. We always appreciate you guys tuning in for the post game, especially when it's uh, not a fun one to talk about like this one. Um, Heck of a game. And the students got cupcakes. What more can you ask for? A win? No, come on. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. We will be back Monday. It's your team. Every day. It's Locked on Baylor.